0: Here, here, here. This is the Big Kids Show. I'm Mark. Thanks for kicking it with us today. With me, I have Big Nick and Mr. B. A-o. Today, we will be playing Three Questions. Oh, yeah. Now, any of our longtime listeners will know I love me some Three Questions, where you get to know your big kids just a little bit better. So, today, we're going to be diving backwards. Not into your grandma's swimming pool, but backwards in history. We're going to be pulling (laughs) a move right out of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and going back in the past to answer three crucially important questions. What are those questions? Let me tell you. The first one, if you could go back in time, who is one historical figure you would want to have a beer with? Number two, who is one historical figure you want to punch in the face And number three, who is one historical figure you've got a crush on or that you would crush on? So, boys, call up Rufus, close the telephone booth doors, (laughs) type in those digits, and let's blast back into the past, big kid style. Big Nick, you've won our toss today. You can get us started on our journey into the past. The question again, if you could go back in time, who is one historical figure you would want to have a beer with? Start us off with your number three, or with your uh, with your choice, sir.
1: So I have to admit here, right out the gate, we have an issue. Houston, oh no. we have a problem. Oh no! Uh-oh, so Houston. I misread tonight's assignment. <laughs> oh uh, no! I I understand it. Where's the whole the research of it. Team? but no. Here's what. Here's what I did, boys. I flipped. Just on this first one, because I misread it to the old... You Remember in uh, English class, we always did this. You always had to write a paper every year on somebody that you wanted to have lunch with, right? And so I, my brain went to lunch instead of having a beer. If I, if I knew okay. and prepped for having a beer, I would have went with like John Madden. But <laughs> I'm going to stick with who I chose as my original because this would be great to... If I, I guess if I was willing like to sit dedication. down and have hey, lunch,
0: maybe you have lunch with your beer. We can yeah, be flexible could, here. Yeah, you could have a sandwich. <laughs> That's the beauty of the big kids. We're we're flexible. So,
1: so I'm going to go with Joan of Arc for the Joan person that I would Arc. like to have a lunch and a beer with. Um, Very interesting. For those of you that don't know, she was French, so we may have to bring a tr- uh, translator with us because I know Are like ten, français? I know like nine to ten French words, but. She is famous for fighting the English. So maybe she knows more English words than I'm anticipating. The plus is the big kid technology team.
2: They've developed a a new scientific thing that just translates our languages. So you're fine. You
0: you strap this box to your mouth and talk into it. And then it actually blurts it out in whatever language you want. (laughs) So
2: you'll be, you'll be fine.
0: (laughs) It's still in beta though. So I don't know. You might get a different language in French, but hopefully hopefully she doesn't (laughs) chop your head off. (laughs) Retail value,
1: 199 9999 Well, she was a warrior, but she was a yes. warrior defending her country. She wasn't the aggressor. So I think She's I could patriot. probably make it through lunch without having a, an arm removed or or chop my, chopping my head off. But uh, we'll, we'll yeah, see. she was... Born in the early 1400s and unfortunately passed away and died in the early 1400s as well because she was only approximately 19 years old when she was burned at the stake.
2: Oh wow! I I, I knew she was young. I didn't know she was nineteen. That's yeah. Well,
1: I don't know how scientific that nineteen is because give give or take some years, probably. Yeah, there's a little bit of a debate there, but it's believed that she was roughly nineteen years of age when she was burned at the stake, which still remains one of the worst ways I can imagine to go. Yep. Uh, But she has been. She was canonized in uh, the 1920s by whoever the Pope was at that time. And that means that she's a saint. And so she's the patron saint of France. And and, in a lot of ways, you have to wonder because, you know, one of the main reasons why we won the Revolutionary War was because we had France as our allies. And a big part of that was we were really not looking to go to war to declare our independence without knowing in advance that France would come to our aid. And that only really came about because of all the squabbles between England and France way back, uh, you know, 100, 200 years before we we had our squabbles with them. But uh, it's, it's her story is so fascinating to me. Like we we had just set off the mic earlier, referenced unsolved mysteries, which is a favorite show of our generation, of course. And you tune in, and you're, you're going to hope to see some true crime, but also some mythological mysteries as well. And she is one of those. And so I want to get the 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 straight dirt. You know, I want to get the dirt from her and find out exactly what was going on because, as the story goes, she went before the King, it was one of the Charles's at the time, maybe the fifth or the sixth. I don't know. I, I'm, forgive me. I, I'm a little bit behind on my French history lesson here, but, um, Shame so she we goes
0: slacking again.
1: She begs a, a higher, re, a, a, an officer of the army of the French army to go before Charles and plea her case to allow her to join the, the ranks of the army to help defend France and France, as strange as this seems, this sounds like fairy book stuff here, but, uh, it's, it's in the history books. France was under this idea that a woman would destroy their country, but a virgin could save their country and she was a virgin and had declared that she would be so because she had been visited by uh angels mm-hmm. and she this happened when when she was much younger but it was the uh michael the michael the archangel who had told her to join the french army and to defend france and that he would guide her in battle and and i believe he is the angel of battle as far as uh my Catholic upbringing <laughs> reminds me, but uh, <laughs> look, if I could have a beer or a lunch or both with a, a, a woman who was guided by the angel of battle uh, that, that spoke to angels. So I believe three of them is, is what is referenced. She became a saint many years after her death. And think <laughs> about this, like, women were still fighting for certain rights in this country, which is one of the greatest countries, the greatest country on the big blue marble. They were fighting for rights not too terribly long ago, right? Just a handful of decades ago. And here in the 1400s, we have Joan of Arc who was in in the, in our eyes would be like a young girl, you know, she was only believed to be 17, 16 or 17 when she joined the army and to to lead and and be considered an officer of the army and and a woman to do that is incredible and unfortunately part of the reason why she was burned at the stake was because she being in the army insisted on wearing men's clothes now they say mm-hmm. that she insisted on wearing men's clothes if you're in the army in the 1400s, you may not have a damn choice in the matter. They may only have men's clothes is what I'm assuming. <laughs> they probably they, didn't have a lot of female armor back then. Exactly. So exactly. she she is revered as a martyr um, and the she became the national symbol of France after the French Revolution. So uh, cheers to her. I would love to sit across the table from her and cheers her in person and learn everything about her. Maybe. Maybe she could put in a good word for big Nick and I could talk to those three angels as well. Did, did they mention or Do you have no, like
2: her like height and size? I know it was always kind of referenced that she was petite, but I just was always curious if they actually had an actual height. I did, you know, not a huge deal, but um, if you guys remember, since uh, Mark gloriously referenced uh, Bill and Ted's excellent adventure, she was one of the people they picked
1: up. Yep. Yeah, and that was my reference, by the way. But uh, hey, that's where I got all my <laughs> educational history from. <laughs> um, no, she was I don't. Determined to be
0: about. I'm just looking it up uh, online because our research team's sleeping over there. Um, they're,
2: they're still they're still sleeping off New Year's and I'm Christmas you, and all that other medicine. about. Five foot two is what they estimate. Okay, got gotcha. you.
0: Five eight meters if you're in uh, metric land. So. Love that pick, Big Nick. Yeah, Trebian. Tre Big Nick, that's that's a good one.
1: Defender of the French nation. That's
0: right. All right, Mr. B, why don't you uh, enlighten us with your historical figure that you will be sharing
2: a brew with. So I'm also going to go back to the 1400s.
1: Whoa! Uh,
2: yes, a l- little later 1400s, but this guy basically did it all. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with his full name first, and then I'll go the name everyone knows. His name is Leonardo D. Sir Piero da Vinci, better known as Leonardo da Vinci. Not Leonardo DiCaprio, right? No, not Leonardo (laughs) DiCaprio. He's still alive. Yeah. But I mean, this guy, obviously, painter, engineer, scientist, theorist, sculptor, architect, like kind of dabbled in everything. But on top of it, painted arguably the most famous painting in the world in the Mona Lisa. So, I mean, there's just no, just by that alone, I'd be like, dude, let's talk about that painting, bro. I got some questions. I got some questions. Um, And then, I mean, even... So the most reproduced religious painting of all time, he also painted The Last Supper. Yep. And so just his framework of all this knowledge and stuff, and kind of, again, the big research team, at least they gave me a couple notes, but not a lot, that apparently he only received a pretty basic informal education. So it wasn't like he went to a lot of university or anything. And early on, they... Determined, I guess he had very good talent in art. So they really just focused on art. So a lot of this other stuff was just kind of him using his brain. And I mean, many of the scholars say this guy kind of was what they call a true genius. He basically was the Renaissance kind of era. I mean, just this genius and information and ideas just pouring out of him. But again, don't know if this guy even drinks beer, but a guy that has invented or at least had ideas for all these amazing things. This, You know, the most famous, maybe the top most famous painter. I don't know. I'm not an art guy, but I just want to sit down and have a beer with old little Leonardo da Vinci and be like, what's up dog? Nothing wrong with that, man.
0: Yeah. yeah. I feel like that'd be an interesting conversation. Or he would put his nose in the air and be like, who are you? And then walk away. <laughs> when they, but
2: see, that, then I would learn. I'd be like, all right, Leonardo da Vinci. is a dick. <laughs> kind of a dick. And then I'll be like, well, all right, that beer was whatever. But, that maybe that's why we're doing this. We're trying to see, like, what if these people are a holes? Yeah, you know, or true. they if he sits down, and he's like, he's like, he's like, Mister B, you have a good, you have a good take on society. We should be friends. <laughs> and I was like, hey, why, why don't you, why you, don't you paint me something that's worth four hundred million, and on, and then we can definitely be friends. We
0: can make something happen.
2: Absolutely, <laughs> I
0: like it. I like it. All right, boys. Well, uh, let's kick over to my decision here. Um, I went a little bit of a different direction than you fellas. I went a little more recent. A lot of my honorable mentions were similar to time periods from you boys, but there was a gentleman that I just, I couldn't pass up the opportunity. He's a little more recent, but he is deceased. So to me, that counts as historical, but um, I went with one Elvis Presley. There you go. Yes.
1: Elvis King in his own right. Uh
0: Seems like a guy that you would want to have a drink with and hear some stories from. Now, he'd probably drink me under the table and start doing booger sugar before I even knew what was going on. He'd be like, hey, hey Mark, let me get you a sandwich. (laughs) Let's go in the bathroom. Like, whoa, Elvis, calm down. I just want a beer. That's all I want. But uh, no, Elvis. I mean, so it's estimated that more than one billion Elvis Presley records have been sold worldwide. Is that good? Is I, I'm pretty sure that's that's fairly decent. That's like in the probably you know, upper one half, half of billion. All album sales. Wow, one billion. So, in America alone, he had 150 different albums and singles that had been certified gold, platinum, or multi-platinum by the RIAA, which is a recording industry, Association of America, um, with more certifications expected, you know, because it's still selling. Like, it, it, you know, now streaming has probably put a dent in that, but vinyl's making a bit of a comeback. So, you know, I mean, his stuff is still it's still going. Um, he had at least 149 songs appear on billboards, hot 100, 114 were in the top 40, 40 in the top 10, 18 went to number one and his number one single spent a total of 80 weeks at number one. So first off I'd be like, how did you figure it? How'd you figure (laughs) it out? How'd you crack the code, man? Like it wasn't just going on, uh, I'm blanking on the, the late night hosts, uh, Ed, Ed Sullivan, Sullivan. Ed Sullivan show and shaking your hips. You know what I mean? Uh, that's not the only thing that sold your record. So, I mean, the guy just pushed the envelope in so many ways. He, he was in 31 feature films as an actor and had two theatrically released concert documentary films. I mean, the guy was just amazing. And then beyond all that, obviously he had his issues, you know, later in life, But he was famous for giving away cars, cash, jewelry, um, a lot of it just on the spur of the moment. He did a benefit concert in 1961 at Block Arena in Hawaii that actually raised over $65,000 toward the building of the USS Arizona Memorial at Pearl Harbor. That's awesome. Yeah. So, you know, and then the guys also won a bunch of posthumous honors, which basically means like awards after he's dead. The guy's still, he's like Tupac, you know, (laughs) he still keeps (laughs) dropping stuff. So to me, the stories that he probably would have now, as far as like, when I'd want to have that beer, Probably before his belly started hanging over his
2: belt. So, you know what I mean? You're talking about before he started to go on the decline is when you. Yeah,
0: went. like like give me like peak Elvis Presley before, you know.
2: Like, like Jailhouse Rock per- Presley. Is that what but, you're talking yeah, about?
0: Before he couldn't get off that one knee, got down on stage, you know. But uh, but yeah, Elvis would just be a super fun night out, I'd probably have a hangover. So I need to go back and listen to our hangover foods episode and figure <laughs> out what I need to eat the next day to uh, help me, help me rebound from my partying with Elvis.
2: And I'd, I'd love to hear from him, like, you know, when you get into some of those guys that they really are making it, how much was he really involved in yes. the songwriting process? Yep. You know, oh. at, at, so, at some point, these guys are so famous. They're like, dude, you don't have to do anything. Just sing the song yes. and it'll be platinum. Versus, or was he hands on and like, no
1: i I want this, 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 and this. So I, I just would, yeah. I'd love to know that. Absolutely, a, a good number of his songs that are famous were not his songs. Yeah, um, and and, I, it, I, it, and he was so famous that you could take a, a song that was written and recorded and released by somebody else, and then six months later have Elvis record it and release oh, it and it'd go straight to number one because yeah. he he was. <laughs> he was the king and um Shook yeah I, um i i i think he was probably very hands on i don't know if if the research fed you this mark i can't remember but uh, i've toured graceland and i think he's he was in like 40 movies or something like that so uh for there was a good stretch where every yeah. movie wanted him and now these weren't You know he was no Anthony Hopkins, of course, but
0: uh, (laughs) no, yeah, yeah. I mentioned that. I mean, he was in thirty-one films. So yeah, thirty-one films.
1: If you had had a movie where you needed a dude that was going to be the heartthrob and he could, you know, he could deliver the lines. He's going to sing a song or two during that Mm -hmm. movie, and it's going to be a hit. People are going to tune turn out for that on a on a Friday and Saturday night when it's released. So I think that's a wonderful pick. And 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 not just. Because he's such an iconic figure. I mean, heck, I guess Joan of Arc and uh, Leonardo <laughs> da Vinci, we've we've all picked some pretty iconic pretty individuals. Well <laughs> uh, but uh, he, he's also incredibly interesting. And you're right. Just the, yeah. the war stories that that dude oh. could tell. Hey, he was an honor, honorary deputy, too. You guys could mm-hmm. get wild and not have to worry about uh, mm-hmm. any repercussions in certain jurisdictions. It's going to be a we,
0: wild night, boys. We got to find out. If Forrest Gump really taught him those moves, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Better pad the walls because we're going to get crazy. He's he'd be like, I don't know what that down. little kid's name was.
2: <laughs> I thought his name was Frederick something. Yeah, I hey, love, love the pick, and again, you being the musician you are, that's right up your alley
0: too, buddy. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, boys. Well, that's a good, uh, good conclusion for our first question. So let's get into our second one here. This one I'm looking forward to. So. Just to give you guys the rehash and everybody out there, who is one historical figure you want to punch in the face? And there's probably more than one, but Big Nick, why don't you get us kicked off? Who who are you who are you getting uh, getting rude on?
1: Well, there, I mean, there's a lot of people to that, that. I mean, you could make a line way out the door and wrap it around the house several times. But they, the all, one that they I, all need
2: punch in the face.
1: The one that I settled on was a a man by the name of Lee Harvey Oswald. Uh, he uh-huh. is accused, and according to the Warren Commission, killed our thirty fifth president of this fine country. But. Look, I'm not going to get into this debate of whether he did it or not, or whether he did it solo or with but a whole innocent, bunch of Nick. other people, How, no, I'm just <laughs> or whether he did it and then others, all these other people did it too and were in on it, but he didn't know everything that was going on. Let's not get into all those details, right? That's that's for this another is the big show, hit show. That's for a documentary. Let's just explore this guy. Even with that aside, right? So he. He's, he was a very intelligent individual, and I hate to say that, but he was, he was a very intelligent individual. He attended like 12 or 13 different schools as a youth and eventually dropped out and joined the Marines at the young age of 17. So you'd think that uh, maybe Nick would like this guy because he, he was a Marine. Well, no, he was court-martialed twice, and then he was honorably discharged somehow, and then he decides to de facto to Russia. All right. The fact I'm going to leave the greatest of countries and I'm going to go to Russia and become evil. Not cool. Like the evil Russian empire that has existed f- for all of time. And so yeah. he goes over to Russia and he's like, you know, maybe the, maybe I can find a girlfriend here. Uh, picks up this lovely wife has a daughter, comes back here to the United States, decides to settle down in Dallas, Dallas, Texas, and have his second daughter. Look, I've been to the book depository building in Dallas, Texas. That shot from that window on the sixth floor, I am not a good marksman, my friends. I could have hit the president square in the head or somewhere on his body from that window. I'm telling you, I've looked out that window. It, that an easy shot. Now, the problem is he logistically probably couldn't have made that number of shots within that short period of time. So I'm, I'm convinced that there was an additional shooter, whether he knew about the other person or not, that's all up for debate. But again, put aside the horrible fact that he either took a shot or delivered the shot that killed our 35th president, who I was a huge fan of not, I wasn't alive, but uh, according to the history books that I've read, I was a fan of, of that man and and his, his brother. And unfortunately the sixties was a very violent time in our country's history. But again, he, he manages to weasel his way into an honorable discharge from the Marines, de facts to Russia, one of my least favorite countries. And then he's, he was also rumored to be, I don't know if this has been proven or not, but there's strong rumor that he was, that he would slap his wife around, that he was, he was an abusive man toward his wife. And you get punched just for that. And, and, and here's another thing too. I, I come from a, a family with a, with a, law enforcement background here after shooting the president or shooting at the president and then fleeing the building he killed a police officer on his way into that movie theater too so uh just all around a bad guy and of course i didn't have to go into this five minute speech to to remind everybody that lee harvey oswald not a good guy i would very gladly punch him in the face
0: yes Well, he is on the floor and his jaw hurts. (laughs) Yeah. And now, now Big Nick is kicking him. (laughs) That's right. Calm down, Big Nick. It was one punch. That's all you get. No, that's, that's, I mean,
1: Jack Ruby dusted the guy, so I didn't have to punch him. That's true. That's
0: true. Still needs punch in the face. That's Right. right. All right, Mr. B. Who do you got for your uh, who's who's the getting the wrath of Mr. B? From, so I'm, uh, I'm going.
2: I'm also going deep into the <laughs> deep into the history books here. We're going. <laughs> we're going back to the 1400s, brother. Whoa! All right. So this this fine young fella, uh, better known as Vlad the Impaler.
1: Good pick. Ah, yes. Good pick.
2: <laughs> so Vlad the Third, or or also Vlad Dracula. I mean, he's again the kind of history behind this guy. So he was a guy that was from, it's it was at the time was called like, a, I'm blanking, Wallachia. I'm sure I'm mispronouncing that, which is, I think, kind of like the Romania area. I have a summer home there. Oh, yes. <laughs> See, we went fishing there. It was really fun. Um, But this dude, he, obviously when, you're, when your moniker is the Impaler, kind of gives you an idea what he was. But this dude was a super dick. And,
1: you know, <laughs>
2: Just, Not the just way- a regular dick. He was a super <laughs> yeah. dick. I mean, just the torture that he would do with people. And I mean, you read stuff that literally he would like run a spike up someone's ass basically until it came out of their mouth, Oof. and then and and then just leave them there. It's so you day. you don't die instantly. You sit there for like probably two days in the worst pain of your life. <sighs> yeah, and I mean, just hence the nickname. I mean, there's so much history behind this guy, and um. But, I mean, the fact that he called him the Impaler, I mean, he was doing this as a kind of, it was, I'm sure, a scare tactic of, like, hey, don't mess with me because look what I did to these last people. Um, I read something else. He would—he actually, like, would create these, like, torture things. He would have this, like, huge, like, cauldron-type copper thing with a lid that had holes in it. He would stick people in it, have their heads stick out the hole with water, and then he would boil them. What? Like, so you basically imagine, like, sticking a bunch of humans in a pot and their heads sticking out, and you just boil the water. It's like they're lobsters. So, so
1: he could watch their faces.
2: Yeah. I That's mean, how crazy. How psycho is that? Um, I mean, this guy, I guess he was actually held prisoner for five years, which kind of, maybe that kind of led him to want to be this torturing person. But I would punch right through this wow. dude's face, through the back of his head. He, yeah, it the, sounds like he would earn it. Because uh, yeah. that's awful. <laughs> but, but but what's so interesting, again, and any history buffs out there, I'm sure I'm just missing tons of information because there's so much stuff on this guy. But uh, there's, you know, parts of Romania actually regard him as a national hero. Really? Yeah. And because it kind of like, you know, when you think in times back then, 1400s, I mean, we didn't you didn't have even close to the media that you had oh, even sure. in the 18 and 1900s. So a lot of times they said, no, this was all false stuff. They were saying he was doing that to make him look like a bad guy. Um, and he was just doing it to criminals and people that like deserved it, not mm. to innocents and things of like that. But
1: well, and I don't want to get into too much of a holy war situation here. Yes. But from from what I remember years ago, reading about Vlad, that I think there was some big skirmish between. His people and the Muslims at the time, and I don't know if the Muslims were trying to move in and take over the, or, the, the Ottoman Empire. Yeah, yeah, and so th- that he was, I, I, I think he was a ranking officer, wasn't he, for them? Or, or
2: well, or, so I, th- I think at some point his father died, so he kind of became okay, his, his you know a very high up, just based off his lineage and uh, uh, ancestry,
1: and his his horribleness. Uh, that's what that's what what they would say before they come from before him, uh, v- Vlad. <laughs> your your horribleness. Uh, may I speak? And then, uh, but he he is the a, a big inspiration for the Dracula character.
2: I believe. Yeah, that's 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 uh, quoted a lot. I mean, obviously, I, just, I don't know if there's direct correlations, but just because his torturousness, they kind of Bram Stoker's Dracula kind of came with that, and hence Dracula, which he was. They were from. Mm-hmm. You know, in similar area, and just yeah, this Vlad the Impaler guy just seemed like a huge dick, yeah. Um and I would certainly punch him in the face. And most likely, he deserves way more than that, and maybe needs a spear run up his ass and out his eyeballs. Oh. Oh, Mister right. B, calm down. Hey, don't don't be, don't be <laughs> torturing innocent people. And even no, in I war, don't. you don't torture people. I mean, yeah, just, just kill him. That's no. pretty gruesome, man. I mean, that's a pretty pretty. We're not gruesome talking about like he did it to like three people. We, you know, we're talking yeah. about thousands and thousands and thousands of people. And, well, and, and the and
0: boiling of people with their heads above, like that's some crazy. Yeah, that's some was, crazy
2: stuff. What was the one thing? Like, just. I mean, he even, like, he preferred to torture you. I mean, like, it, that's what was, it was crazy. It wasn't just, we conquered you, all right, I'm going to kill you. It's like, no, I'm going to
1: torture you. He, and- he, enjo- he was a sadist. He enjoyed yeah. not just killing these people, but he enjoyed torturing them and dragging it out as long as possible for his own satisfaction. Exactly. Yeah, so he, he was definitely a
2: messed up fella, and I would punch him in the face, and... I know with honorable mentions with this, there's probably hundreds of bad and evil people that we would punch in the face or worse. Um, so we won't get into those till after Mark's done, but he's the one that I ended up ending on. So Vlad, the Impaler, you're getting punched in the face. You got Vlad tattooed across your knuckles.
1: sucker.
0: <laughs> yeah. That sounds like a bad dude that deserves a, a good punching. So heck yeah. All right. Two two bad guys down, gentlemen. Let's get into a to a third here. So I'm going to go even further back. Our our telephone booth's really going to be doing some traveling. Rufus <laughs> is going back to
2: gonna be busy.
0: Eleven sixty two, and this is another gentleman that was in the Bill and Ted's adventure, but. I'm not going to give him the nice uh, rosy break that he got in the movie. And that would be one Genghis Khan. Yes.
1: <laughs> aren't we all like, aren't we all supposed to be from him? Like, yeah. So we'll of,
0: we'll of, get to that. Of Khan? Part, Cause that's, that's crazy. So uh, for those of you who aren't aware, he, uh, Came up in Mongolia over the course of a century, him and his successors built basically one of the largest empires in the history of the world, the exactly. Mongol Empire, which was like 12 million square miles of land. So it went from the Sea of Japan all the way into Hungary, basically about the equivalent of an area about the size of Africa, which is bananas, right? I mean, yeah, it, it's a, I mean, they just basically scorched earth their way across yep. um, across the continents. And, um, you know, between him Make and sure his the sons and grandsons, of the Rings. they ruled Russia, China, Korea, Southeast Asia, Persia, India, Middle East and Eastern Europe. I mean, like that, I don't, I can't imagine a world where that's ever done today, right? Where somebody just goes with that much. Um, Death and destruction. I mean, he was supposedly responsible for upwards of 40 million people. So, you know, it's kind of impossible to know exactly how many, but that's kind of where historians put it at is around 40 million.
2: Well, and, and Mark, I've even seen numbers that quoted 60 million. At 60, yep. I've seen but, 60. But, but, as well. but what you're talking about too is not only the actual death, but. You know, famine, uh, if you remember, the Black Plague was going on. So they kind of attribute that he probably helped all of that. So a guy that maybe had his hand at killing 60 million people. I mean, that's a wild number, man. That's a wild
0: number. And to your point, Nick, so there was uh, an international group of geneticists who studied the Y chromosome data and found that they think that 8% of men living in that region of the former Mongol Empire carry... Y chromosomes that are nearly identical to Genghis Khan. Yep. So that would mean 0.5% of the male population of the world, which is about 16 million people today, which that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. And if it, oh, sorry, go ahead. No,
2: go, no, You go ahead, Mark. Sorry.
0: I was going to say, I mean, you know, you get to that type of number, you're not asking ladies out on dates. If you know what I mean, so not a lot of courtship. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of uh, foreplay going. So I mean, like th- to me, like this dude is absolutely despicable. Now, I, there's people that will argue that he did do some positive things when it came to language and technology. That's fine, but when you factor in all the other things, to me, this guy is an absolute no-brainer to get punched directly in the face. And I better have a good punch because I feel like if I don't, he'll turn back at me with some crazy eyes and charge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I better I, take him out in one shot.
1: I feel like here in in this situation, at uh, with our three choices of punching people in the face, the two of you could face some serious repercussions. Yeah. Afterwards if it does not go your way. Now me on the other hand. <laughs> Nick played it safe. Yeah, I, Nick <laughs> Nick didn't dig the head there's not an army
2: behind this guy. I, he's like, right, I, got, I got the <laughs> army
1: behind me. I got the, all of the American people that are ready to ready to <laughs> well you hey, know, there the, were people lining up to shoot. The guy that I had, people were literally lining up to shoot him. <laughs> well, so,
2: Mark, when you punch him, at least you know I got your back. Yeah. I have your well, back as well. Yeah, if so- you guys remember, uh, <laughs> back to the arm wrestling episode,
0: I picked Steve Buscemi. It kind of seems like <laughs> the type of pick for Big Nick.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh oh man. So now, G- G- Genghis Khan was one of my honorable mentions, so I just had to throw yeah. that out there. So, And I think, uh, like, for me...
0: Hitler was a little almost too obvious. Like right. that dude deserves a kick in the junk more than a punch in the face. Oh, he deserves even more. And, and I, more I, than I, that. So yeah, I, I, I didn't thought, mention him because I thought it was a little too obvious. We all would mm-hmm. punch Hitler in the face at the same time, like a exactly. trio punch. Punch that silly mustache off his face. Yeah. So, but yeah, to me, Genghis Khan was an easy shoe in for number two. Um, We can get into some honorable mentions. I've only got one that I'm going to bring up, surprisingly, because I know you guys might have a boatload. Um, I had Napoleon Bonaparte. What a dick! (laughs) Right, I mean that guy. Like, talk about little man syndrome.
2: Well, you're gonna you're
0: gonna have to you're gonna have to have him stand on something so you can punch him. I'm telling you, Nick. I'm picking some heavy hitters,
1: man. I'm not way uh, to punch down. Way to punch down. Way to punch. You're gonna gonna have to get on your knees to hit him. I'll tell you what, though. Hey, here's one good thing for uh, for your boy there, Mark. The Mongols are somewhat credited with creating the creation of barbecue. Because, yeah. because think about it—they were all, they were, You're you're on the road. Mm-hmm. Your whole your whole career pillaging. You got your Blackstone grill, and, and so at night have. after after you're done after you're done murdering and and just being an all around shitty guy makes you hungry. At the end of it, you build a campfire, and then they would they would use their shields. They would cook meat on their shields mm-hmm. over the campfire, and that is believed to be one of the first forms of. Of barbecue now the blood was the barbecue sauce that makes sense i personally have a difficult time believing that it took until the 1200s for people to figure out cooking meat over flame uh but you know if if we're going to give them credit for anything let's i'll give them that one
2: what the heck? there you go give them a layup
1: I, i i remember
2: reading something that the reason he was able to be so kind of kind of sweeping the nations he was able to at least the idea was like either join us or we'll kill you right mm-hmm. so he his army just i think kept growing as he was going around it's like you want to die or do you want to join forces and early on people were like screw you well now you're dead yep. so after and that a while, takes a level
0: of ruthlessness you know what yeah, i mean which is why terrified. he deserves the punch directly to the face yeah and then maybe so, a groin
1: kick and an yeah. eye gouge
2: or something
0: that's right exactly the,
1: the sporting goods scene in bill and ted's is one of my favorite <laughs> yeah. in that movie yeah they, they i make was it... gonna
0: say i wanted to punch uh, napoleon in the the from the bill and ted's movie let alone in real life <laughs> but the genghis khan scene in bill and ted's makes me crack up with the sporting goods that's freaking yes, hilarious sir.
2: Get, the, get that baseball bat and starts whacking that dummy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> See, that's what I mean. He was almost likable in that movie, but I'm like, that can't sway my opinion. That yeah, dude's you, getting punched in the face.
2: You left off the murder rate and it's quite high.
0: It's quite high. Yeah. Quite high. So, all right, gents. Let's keep Genghis it moving. Genghis calm baby. Love it. Babe, babe. Genghis Khan. All right. So, now to the real important question. We got to cement the legacy here. So, who is one historical figure... That you would crush on or that you would have had a crush on back in the day. Big Nick, lay it on us. What do you got?
1: I'm going to go with the 1988 Tani Katane uh, because I'm a shallow, shallow man. And that's why uh, she is probably a nightmare to have dinner with and have any kind of wonderful conversation. I bet you that's not happening. But again, shallow, shallow man. Look, I guess I could have picked Joan of Arc for this one, too, but... She was only like nineteen when she was killed, and at my advanced age, nineteen is just way too young for me. And let's face it, she's no Tawny Catane. So uh, plus, she she could she
2: would stab you in the face, so you might get that going on. That's true
1: who Joan of Arc or Tony Katane well Either maybe both right. <laughs> <That's> because <possible laughs> yeah, I think Tony Catane attempted to stab David Coverdale <laughs> on at least one occasion um, for See, those Nick's, of you Nick's
0: bringing the danger here with this decision
1: yes <laughs> I like him wild baby Um <laughs> The thing is for those of you that don't remember Tani Katane and she unfortunately has passed uh, she she passed away at the age of 59 in 2021 so I guess it, that makes her an historic a historical figure on some level really but uh, she was an actress and a model and uh, known for her TV work and some movie work but I always fondly remember her from the White Snake rock and roll uh, rock videos (laughs) where she did multiple, she did multiple uh, uh, white snake music videos. She did here I go again, still of the night, which is my favorite white snake song and is this love and the deeper, the love. She also appeared on uh, a music video for rat and was the model for the cover of rats. First, debut album of well not their first debut album their debut album but still of the night I think is when she probably looked the best maybe is this love (laughs) very difficult to say but uh, those music videos led to a brief romance with David Coverdale and they were married for about a year and a half to two years but uh, R.I.P. Tani Katane you were one of the beauties of my lifetime and and let's just make sure that we realize so
2: Big Nick's historical figures were 1980s models in music. <laughs> I, I love it, buddy. I love it. <laughs>
1: That's how he's rolling. I picked Joan of Arc earlier.
0: <laughs> Just
1: take the average.
2: two
0: average touché. year. Yeah. There you go. All right, Mr. B, who are you crushing on?
2: So we're going to go back a little further than, than uh, 1980. 1988? Yeah. So we're going to go with a well-known... Cleopatra oh she was on my honorable mentions <laughs> yeah. very nice so I, I did finally when with this topic the big kid research term was like yeah we'll look up ladies from histo- history they were into did that one did she
1: have sex with her brother
2: well let's not talk about that right now <laughs> maybe maybe Mr. B met her before that and could so, uh... <laughs> hey times were different back then so just relax a second here but so the first thing uh, is, you know, like all the history just talks about that apparently she was, you know, this amazing beauty. But all the things I read is that that wasn't even her biggest asset. Apparently, she was extremely smart. She spoke like a dozen languages. She was very highly educated in all these different topics, math, philosophy, astronomy, et cetera. Um, but one thing I was surprised is so she is not Egyptian. Yeah, I thought I heard yeah. that. And, um, like trying to see like images of her, like, you know, sometimes they even try to do like recreations of how they'll look. Uh, there's a lot of images that you would see like stone sculptures and she would look much more masculine. And some of the stuff I read says she actually wanted to look more masculine to be more powerful. You know, Mm. you didn't, you didn't want to look fair and feminine. You wanted to be, um, so like kind of when you look at her attractiveness level, it's, I guess it's debated yeah, because it's I've, like, I, I, yeah. you know, but, you know, just based off history and of what I've heard, you know, this very powerful, wealthy, attractive, educated woman that, you know, was, you know, when you say Cleopatra, everyone at least has some idea of who that is. Yeah. Well, then, yeah, if I'm, I'm around back then, I'll be like, yeah, I'd probably hang out with her. I, I'd go to the mall with her and watch. You know, go. I'd go play some skee ball with Cleopatra. Some skee ball. Yeah. <laughs> That's I, hilarious. I, I'd go get. a would go get a sparrow pizza at the mall with with uh, Cleopatra. But I, yeah, I don't. Yeah, incest apparently was a big thing. She actually was a, a. She was a product of incest, even. I think that was kind of a more oh, really common thing. It's <laughs> in the. Whole,
1: was that to keep the bloodline pure or whatever like I'm sure that was part of it like yeah, they had you know, weird stuff back
2: then I
0: mean you figure the thinking back then had to be way different I mean obviously they're not yeah as like advanced, her, there's not as much exposure to other people I and mean, hey who knows maybe just options were limited so, well, so and,
2: and, and did they even know that back then I mean you think at some point the the first men and women were having sex with relatives so I mean yeah. it's yeah. I mean it's but yeah like I mean apparently she her ancestors were all. Cousins and siblings that it got married. And so, you know, kind of those very uh, Game of the Thrones Targaryen kind of situation there, or whatever you want to call it.
1: <laughs> so I thought that putting myself into competition with David Coverdale was setting the bar a little high. My boy here, Mr. B, you got puts it, himself in competition with Mark Anthony and Julius yep. Caesar. So yep, good 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 on you. Uh no, nope. <laughs> No lack of ego there. Hey, uh, visit your gravestone. Well, hey, and if I got to go back
2: and punch those guys in the face to make it happen, then hey, I want to. I want to change my answer. I got to go punch two dudes in the face. Punch two dudes, and then I got to go I, visit Cleopatra, and then Cleopatra would be like, "Ooh, this Mister B guy. He, he's confidence through the teeth. He's, he's ready to punching dudes left and right." And she's like, "Hey, let's go play some skee ball," and I'm like, "Let's, let's go. go play some skee ball." <laughs> You know they had for some ski- reason ski ball exists back then. No, now. they had they had ski ball back then. Of course, that's yeah. that's common knowledge. Everybody you just knows uh,
0: threw them down the pyramids.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <That's
0: hilarious. laughs> All right. Very nice, Mister B. All right. So let's get to my choice here for a historical figure. I would crush on now. When I picked my choice, it was absolutely from a like. High school, teenage Mark perspective, not early 40s Mark perspective. Okay, we'll see, buddy. But I'm going to pick up Big Nick's trash and pick Joan of Arc up in oh, the Corvette. Oh, there you go. And we're going to ride off into the sunset. You're Joan calling
1: of Arc. Joan of Arc trash? What <laughs> a That's badass. You discarded
0: her. You discarded Joan of Arc in, in place of uh, Tony. We had lunch. So. She
1: never called me back. I mean, what do you want? <laughs>
0: she never called. <laughs> they didn't have cell phones. <laughs> I got all these weird French voicemails on my <laughs> I didn't know what was happening. So Joan of Arc, I mean a lot of it you already said Big Nick, and I had to kind of bite my tongue in the beginning, but you know, she was a badass. I mean, like you said, patron saint of France, obviously super confident to to do what she did, um, you know, to to go and get involved in the war. She had the divine visions like you said when she was like 12 years old. I mean, by 16 she'd led French forces in a in a number of different attacks against the British. Like How can you not like that? And I'd like to think of myself as a pretty brave dude, so I'd probably be shoulder to shoulder with a sword and some armor and be like, let's, let's roll.
2: Let's roll some You folks. know you're standing behind her.
1: <laughs> well, of course, she's guided by angels. You stand I mean, behind right? someone How do you get in the way angels.
2: Yeah, you're guided by big Mi- by Mr. B and Big Nick. <laughs> 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 but, you know, you
0: figure, like you said, she had to wear men's clothes. She, had to, she tried to cut her hair short so she wouldn't be seen as ladylike, but she got a bunch of dudes that were probably twice her age to follow behind her. Good point. So, so obviously ch- ch-
2: charisma through the
0: charisma
2: through the teeth. She convinced so. a
1: high-ranking officer, I believe, to take her to the in front of the duke, and then the duke and the high-ranking officer vouch mm. for her in front of the king because you didn't put women into the army, especially yeah. when she's asking to get into the military there she's like 16 years old or something like that. I mean, yeah. th- what what I don't know. I like i the the bravery of whether she's led by angels or visions or whatever. Set that aside, but to 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 see somebody as inspirational and just a natural born leader and so brave to step up at that young age and 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 be in a gender role at the time where you weren't expected nor were you welcomed to do such a thing uh, is just a, an amazing amazing feat. And I, I don't even want to call it an accomplishment because I think that that's not a big enough word for it.
2: Well, and and the not only the confidence, but the the delivery to make that happen. Like you said, mm. it's Follow not through, like she yeah, like she didn't just like walk into where the king was and say, "Hey, what's up? I want to fight." It's I had to talk person after person to keep getting closer to this the eventual person, the charisma and the right words to say. You know, I mean that's that's, that's a very special skill. Which big uh, Mark would probably be like. I like that.
0: Well, and let's just be honest. It's not like she went in there, probably floored the king and all the other men that she talked to that were just blown away by, A, somebody her age, but a female was asking for that. But then went and followed it up and kicked some ass. It wasn't like she, like, asked for it and then got killed in the first battle and was like, oh, well, that was a good idea. No, she was a badass. You know what I mean? So, and I like badass women. So... That's the way I'd roll with some some Joan of Arc.
2: So, so Mark, were all of your three picks from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? (laughs) Oh, shit. I guess they were. (laughs) Wow. I didn't even think about that. (laughs) Subliminal messages, eh? So so yeah, the high school I mark. Should, went, the high school mark went to it. They're like, all right, we're, today we're going to watch a uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. This is going to cover history class times. for the year <laughs> five <laughs> times. Just watch it back to back to back, <laughs> and then but, uh, next next semester we'll studies, watch Bill, Bill and, and Ted's <laughs> Two. <laughs> yeah. I want History to start. This is
1: this was the a large reason why, or not a large reason, but one of the bigger reasons why Joan of Arc was was my pick for for my first pick there. The the whole Archangel Michael thing is so intriguing to me because if yep. you know, if depending on which version you read, because there's a few different versions of, of this course. story, but um depending on which religion you come from or what background you come from or what version you read, what book you're reading from he he is responsible for slaying satan or slaying a dragon depending on what version you read and then he is supposedly according to Joan of arc he is the angel that is guiding her and 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 sending her visions or messages or both and so that whole thing i mean if you can have lunch or or in your case, Mark, you're hoping to get a date and, and a call going back to
0: lunch with my girlfriend.
1: <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine the conversations of not just the things that she's accomplished, but hey, can you can you be a yeah. conduit to me for this uh, Archangel Michael guy? Because I'd like to talk to the guy that slayed Satan for a few minutes.
0: Well, and I, now that we're kind of talking this out a little bit, I got to be careful as well, because uh Those domestic disputes might not uh, end up well for me. I'm going to sleep with one eye open.
1: (laughs) But but keep in mind, and I don't want to get too in the weeds here with this comment, but (laughs) you got to go back to what I said before, and it was the truth, my friend. You are setting up a date with a woman who has taken a vow of virginity for the entirety of her life. Yeah. That's going to be a cold shoulder. Think that I'd part, say, my rude. friend. But, uh, <laughs> cold hey, shoulder. Hey,
2: hey, he's just trying to go on a date, man. He's not trying to marry
0: or bring it down. She was only nineteen. She might have changed her mind she after a while. You know, we get married. You know, she took a, a vow. Done.
1: She took a <laughs> vow, Mark.
0: I get my leg chopped off by her. You know, I mean, things can happen. Who knows? Anything. M- can happen. Mark it's is also world. very suave. You never know. That's right, <laughs> <a> suave individual. <laughs> they call me Rico Suave. <laughs> well, and I picked Elvis Presley, who was was he in a Bill and Ted movie?
1: No, oh, okay. he wasn't. Okay, mm-hmm. good. All you right. only
0: had two out of three, so, so not two too bad. two for three. All right, all right. Well boys, that was a lot of fun. Do you guys have any honorable mentions that we didn't mention for any of the there's questions? There's too many. I mean, but there's you're, a, you're dying. Okay, yeah.
1: This is a wonderful topic and yes. and and really there were dozens of people for the good and for the bad for and sure. for you sure. know, too many people and too many reasons to go into them. But what's so cool is it's it's fun to sit here and chat with you guys and hear who you picked and why and then we can, you know, figure exactly. out the, and sort it all out and um Absolutely, and, and, and hey, Mark. If you, by the way, if you marry a woman who has taken a sworn vow of virginity for her entirety, uh, the entirety of her <laughs> life, good news, maybe in about 10 years you could become a priest or something. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, that's that's uh, there's truth to that.
0: Ah, uh, hey. you're really bringing me hey. up here, big Nick. <sighs> but also, good thing. If if you are married to her,
2: you never have to buy a gun for home protection because somebody breaks into our castle,
1: it's lights out for them. Got the archangel Michael on.
2: You don't have to get up, you just you just nudge Joan of Arc and say, Hey, there's someone in here. And she's like, I got it. Go take care of that. You know what?
1: Hey, that's you want to spread peace and love everywhere. Instead of the stickers that say uh, beware of owner, you know, gun owner, things like that that people put on their on their doors beware of angels my friends Ooh. that's what we're going to put this, wives. the stickers we're on <laughs> <Yes>. beware
2: <laughs> beware of jonah bark
0: of <laughs> beware of them beware of wives all right gentlemen big kids out there we appreciate you joining if you have not already like subscribe check us out on social media tell us who your historical figures would be for these three questions we love hearing from you guys and as always we love you checking us out We appreciate all of you. Until next time, we are The Big Kid Show.